What's up? This is, we are here again on What Sibling Rivalry, the podcast. I'm joined by... Shonda Scott, his Kente's sister. Yep, and I'm Kente Scott, Shonda's brother. She over here representing our, uh, our school. Uh, our alma mater. Alma mater, UCLA in the building. I yeah, like that yeah. shirt. Nice little flash yeah, dance yeah. feel, Chanel too. Got gave your, me this. Got your so shoulders out. You got it all hooked up. Yeah. yeah. Did you do that yourself? Or no, it came that way. Really? It was a gift. Yeah. Okay. Everybody knows I'm all about UCLA. Yeah, yeah it's a nice little tie-dye. So they, like, find me UCLA stuff and hook me up. Yeah, Cousin you, got it for me. You'd be pulling them out your hat, too. Yeah. Like, I got, like, three UCLA shirts. Yeah. You got, like, no, I'm still loyal, thousand. faithful. You know, we just had our 100th anniversary UCLA. Yeah, you went to it. I went to Alumni Day there. It was fantastic. Well, it was fantastic just in the sense of all that UCLA is about and uh-huh. meeting new people. Yeah. But it was kind of disheartening because it's like I, our, when I was at UCLA, we were at UCLA, yeah. that, was the, that was the most probably African-American yes. population on the campus. Now, I don't think until maybe the next group will feel that because now there's a concerted effort to mm-hmm. do to get back African yeah, Americans. So lows. now the classes now are the largest classes of African Americans being admitted. So it won't be for that class. The, these next classes graduating five or six years, and they'll come back and okay. feel right. more what we felt because yeah. then it was like that. We thought it was a small amount then, yeah. but the it amount of felt like a large because amount. of the population of UCLA, the amount of the percentage that we were, even though we're like three yeah, percent, but out of thirty five. Thousand, yeah, we were the size yeah. of HBCUs as far right. as our numbers. Right. Well, now you know you go yeah. and it's it's point one minuscule. One percent. So, that. but the the thing is, they're back getting it together on because it's been such a push from alumni and everybody else to say, you know, this yeah. is ridiculous. So, this, this doesn't even reflect America. This doesn't reflect the community yeah. that is in LA. So, how know? many uh, how many of us showed up for the alumni day? Was it? Did it look like... No, it, it was sparse. Okay. Because it's not a lot. When you yeah. do 100 years. Oh, yeah, that's true. So you got to think yeah. the 100 years, yeah. you know, so... But I mean, they have, you know, more Af- African-American representatives as far as, like, the vice provost yeah. and the... Uh, which is, like, deans yeah. at the school, mm-hmm. senior high-level deans, and then uh, administrators. Right. They have some, you know, more than we had when we were there. Yeah. Like, I think it was one professor. Yeah, I, I think I went... I, I you know, UCLA's changed so Although, much. Yeah, right. But I went... <laughs> A few years ago, right after, maybe, oh, when I did Antoine Fisher, we were, we did a, a, a the naval, movie. Um, yeah, the movie, we did a, a naval learning session on, on campus, and I was, I was telling all the fellow castmates, I was like, it's Wednesday, they're going to be at the Bear, this is Black Day, watch, it comes out. <laughs> and it was crickets. <laughs> and it was crickets. It was like, two, nobody, nobody, two Indian kids came, I was like, hey, and they were like, no, we're, we're not, we don't know you. So my funniest story on the 100th anniversary mm-hmm. was that. So they had a they had a uh, black alumni photo tour. They said it was yeah. so um, it started say at like two o'clock from two to four. <laughs> so me and two other guys ran into each other. Right. And we were like, "Oh, are you looking for the the black, black alumni, black alumni group?" Uh-huh. So we go into this. It's in this library that's supposed to be or this art gallery, uh-huh. and we get there. It's like around you know two thirty ish, and. No one in there but us three. I was wow. like, let's take a picture because this is an indication of what <laughs> yeah. UCLA looks like. Exactly. Well, is this what? I was like, I, I just had, we both were, we all were so sorrowful. We're like, is this what it's like? Wow. Well, yeah. then I go to my, my major had a reception. Mm-hmm. Um, the political science group had a reception and I went, was going to that reception. Mm-hmm. On my way there, I see this sea of African-American people. Some of them I went to school with. Right. I'm like, hey, hey. I'm like, what's this, the black people tour? So what happened was, Everybody met there. There uh-huh. wasn't a photo there. I thought oh. it was a group photo. We all uh-huh. thought it was a group photo. They left on tour. So say they left at 2, thir- 2.29, uh-huh. and me and these other two guys arrive at 
so 30. You, you guys so we up. just missed them. So if we had come, we would have had a different, right. we would have had all kumbaya. So you guys showed up on CP time and they showed up. Well, on it was Ruba in between. So there were other things scheduled. Oh. So I had other activities. Like I had gone to right. see um, three, one of the ones that were there when I was, that signed my diploma, three mm -hmm. of the chancellors. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they had a, a, for, a, a form like uh -huh. a, uh, with them. So I went to that and okay. met him and talked to him yeah. and I talked. So then I was staggering everything. It was a program all day, all these okay, activities. So, you were trying to make so I was every making time event. at different events. Right. So that's why I said, oh, I could get this window of time to mm -hmm. go to this since it's two to four. Yeah. But the two to four is because they were taking everybody on right. tour. Oh. So I caught them when, <laughs> when I was going back. up did to you, North Campus. Did you Campus. take a selfie with them? Did you know you're the We end up taking a we end up taking a picture in front of uh, forty two. Oh, right, Jackie, Jackie Robinson, the bronze statue yes. down yeah. like at the end of oh, Boardwalk. Cool. So yeah. we took a few of us took a picture there oh, of the cool. class of us that were in the same class. That's dope. I like so that, that was kind of cool. Dope. That's dope. So See, then it made right. my it ended up making my yeah. my feelings feel much better. <laughs> but we are still here. We do. And the fact back. that we do this alumni reception every year in the Bay Area to recruit mm -hmm. to encourage those um, students of color who have been accepted to yeah. actually commit to UCLA right. to help us with get more there. Yeah. And this year we had, I mean, it's at the Sequoia Country Club, uh -huh. this country club in Oakland, yeah. real nice. And we had a packed house. Wow. I have friends that I went to school with, their kids, three or four of their kids, uh -huh. three or four of the friends, and their, their children were there. Right. They had all got accepted. That's One of our friends that we went to school with, Lisa yeah. Brew, her daughter oh, yeah. was actually committed to going to UCLA. Okay. So it was like we had been doing this event for four Three, four years to kind of, to get uh -huh. it built back up, right. you know, to get more African American yeah. people of color back to UCLA, and um, and this year after all that momentum we had, like right. it was packed, it was That's a lot, and good. some and of them got into Harvard and Stanford yeah. and all kind of other places. So. And I like too because uh, uh, former First Lady Michelle Obama came to UCLA because now they have a student signing day, right? Because you know they have the oh the athletes, athletes signing right, day and right. all that, and they have this big hoopla. So UCLA had, uh, well, a lot of colleges were doing it, but UCLA had students who were coming to UCLA as just academic students. Right. You committed, so they had student signing day, right. which I thought was big because it always made a big deal about the athletes right. coming. But the students want to feel just as special, and they don't, they don't, they've right. never gotten that moment. You just be like, well, where'd you go? I'm going to UCLA. But to have a signing day and they yeah. have... You know, they actually Michelle started Obama. that in the White House, Michelle, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Obama. Yeah, yeah that's, the signing and, and day. for them to still be doing that and come to UCLA, that that was that was amazing. And I'm like, that's great because it gives that next generation or the the, the incoming freshmen like a boost, like a, yeah, yeah, they're excited yeah, so about special. going to college. Exactly. It's a yeah. big deal. And you're supposed right. to have that right. type of excitement. So, but you got to go to UCLA and go a little way back. We like to go a little way back here. Let let the our our fans and our subscribers know where to check us out. I mean, know a little bit about us. I'm sorry. Uh, so we're gonna start with, you know, I mentioned my top five movies. Right. We're gonna talk about our top five movies and and our favorite TV shows growing up. So my my top five movies, and they, they kind of fluctuate because more I think about it, but it was The Wiz, uh, Rocky Three with Mr. T, uh, Predator, uh, Which Way Is Up with Richard Pryor, and Blazing Saddles. Oh, Blazing, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> The sheriff is that's, only, that's, that's only my top five because how many times have we watch Blazing Man, Saddles? Blazing Saddles. The is true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Bernadette Peters Bernadette was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> the sheriff is a near bone. The sheriff is near Northfield, Florida. Floor. The sheriff is near bone. Oh man, it's just comedy. Austin to this day, my your son, my nephew. When he does that, we will both be in tears because now you talk about I got him on Family Guy. 
He was watching Blazing, Blazing Saddles, Saddles when he was like four. And it's four. funny because when Blazing Saddles came out, when we were young, it was like, oh, they were just doing such yeah. bad things. Yeah. You know, they were like, it was you so know, edgy it for was the so time. Ed yeah, and now it's like you watching like that's so funny how that was like yeah. edgy. It's almost now, like cartoony. Right, funny. right. Yeah. It's funny, but I remember laughing, crying. I, I mean, to watch something every time. Mel Brooks is hilarious. Mel Brooks is a genius. He was everything yeah. he did was just yeah. like seriously he did, funny. When he did, I, I watched Young Frankenstein. He did Young Frankenstein with uh, uh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder's. He was hilarious too. But he, when he, when he, Gene Hackman was in, they have a scene in Young Frankenstein where Gene Hackman is blind. And he doesn't know Frankenstein's a monster, so he's like, "Come on in, come on in, I'll get you some." Is food. it Gene Hackman or Gene Wilder? Gene, Gene Hackman is, oh, he, a, is he a guest is a, star. Oh, okay. He does like a That's cameo funny. scene, in, and he's a blind man. He's <laughs> trying to feed Frankenstein some soup, and Frankenstein's like, "Oh, uh, uh." He was like, here, he's got the hot soup, and he puts it in Frankenstein's lap. Frankenstein's like, oh! He's like, oh, you okay? You okay? Have a cigar. Have a cigar. And he can't see. And he so can't see, like, so he's trying to light the cigar. It's like the things he would think yeah. about. Yeah. Right. I'm like, but it was it, to see it thought and then put into a scene and that's then come funny. up and still be hilarious years later. That's, I'm like, that's just genius. Yeah. That's just, so, so what, my are, top what five, are your top five? Of course, The Wiz. Of course. Mahogany. Of course. Oh. My look, uh, Billy D. Okay, anything with Billy D. and Donna Ross were my favorite movies. Yes, uh -huh. I just loved them. You want them. my arm to fall off? And then my hot, yeah. You want my arm to fall off? <laughs> yeah. And then the best line in that movie for me is like, "Success is nothing if you have no, if you don't have anyone you, you love still to share that. with." Oh, because it's hard. that yeah. was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like young. What? Yeah. But that was like Billy D. That's a cold yeah. line. He got her straight though. Right. But uh -huh. then the fashion, and I love that, uh -huh. and and Donna Ross is just like. You know, I don't she think they fly. give her a lot of credit for yeah. her film because just think, my top three all have Donna Ross. So the Wiz, Mahogany, Lady Sings the oh, Blues. She yeah. played that part yeah. to the point where I never wanted to do drugs because right. she showed oh, yeah. she the real side of Billie Holiday's yeah. struggle, which is a real struggle right. for a lot of people in the music industry. That's you true. know, that's yeah. what happened with Whitney Houston. I mean, uh -huh. that industry, just all Eat these beautiful up. voices yeah. have just been, you know, tormented right. because of that. Um, then Purple Rain, and I Purple have to have Rain, that because I saw that. A <laughs> hundred thousand times Man. in the movies, I went and saw Purple yeah. Rain. I just, it was like, and now I see it, I'm like, I, I wouldn't really saw, but the music, the music, I think the soundtrack and music. The soundtrack made that movie, but the, the acting was, if you look back at it, the acting was, was not great. But it was but it like was the soundtrack, like, yeah. and I'll, I mean, just to see it that way. So I mean, then, then it's Which Way's Up and Sparkle, only because okay. I have five that they had to do a tie. Yeah, because Which Way's Up, Way's I saw up. it a million times, that was Man, hilarious. I still have that on DVD. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Richard Pryor. Right. Richard Pryor. Once Richard Pryor. The month? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Richard Pryor played three. He played himself. He the played preacher. his daddy. He played the preacher. Reverend Do Reverend, Reverend, Reverend Goodnight. Goodnight. <laughs> Reverend Goodnight. And his father, when he was like, somebody ate my chicken. <laughs> I hope the motherfucker choke on the bones. Man, that movie was that movie yeah, was, that was before hilarious. his time. That was funny. That was hilarious. And then and then um Sparkle. Oh, you love Sparkle. Sparkle. Yeah. I love Sparkle, but I think it's the same thing with the soundtrack. Yeah, oh, I love the true. soundtrack. That's the soundtrack. And then I love the movie. Yeah, than the movie. No, the soundtrack was, was like the movie was good because the yeah. soundtrack was good. But you knew the soundtrack before they introduced the movie. And Aretha Franklin did the soundtrack. Oh yeah, yeah. But then everybody in the movie sang yeah. the soundtrack. And I forgot about Purple Rain. Like when <laughs> we were young, I, I had a birthday, and we had Purple Rain on on VHS on the VCR, and all the dudes. Sat around and we kept replaying the scene where him and Apollonia having their love scene. Right. When she's in her, we, she wasn't even there, she was in her camisole. And we played that and her jumping in the Lake Minnetonka. And mama had to come downstairs, like, turn that damn video off and get back to this birthday party. It was just like, 
Oh, that's the best part. Okay. Oh, that's the best part. <laughs> those are the, see, that was yeah. the, before the internet, yes. all of that. Like, all those moments were like, you were so happy to have that moment. Right. Like, oh, uh, Umphrey's at the Hustler magazine, right. and you oh, read the man. comics, and yes. they were so inappropriate. It was Hustler so funny humor that you were the, finding out information we were, on we Hustler were, humor. Yeah, we were in uh, Houston for Thanksgiving. And Anthony's, I found a stack of them, and I sat over there reading them again, like I was. She was the one who turned to us it. on the comic books. Yes. Mm-hmm. And see, I like comic books in the comic book context. I uh-huh. didn't necessarily like when my comic books became movies or cartoons. Yeah. Like oh, I read like Richie Ridge and Archie, Archie. Yeah. and all of them, but when yeah. they became real people on the show, I'm like, well, not right. that funny. Like the Flintstones, I'm going to yeah. the cartoons to be cartoons, yeah. not to try to be yeah. real and life. Then they, then they would. It, it's, it's funny because. Like those, they would they didn't really look like the way they were drawn. Like you know, that's true too. Richie Rich, I think, was played by Macaulay Culkin. Right, somebody. right. Like, nah, I don't really see. And he Richie was always Rich like five two. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He was like two feet, three yeah, feet with tall, with a big set. head, a yeah. little short set, yeah. looking like yeah. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I, I like my comics because they almost get it right because there's so much CGI. Yeah. Like Black Panther. Yeah. That, you, we got to put, I, I put that just for honorary. Oh, yeah. Black movie. Panther. That honorary. gets an honorary, yeah. that gets an, an honorary place on the yes. top five. <laughs> exactly. It's like the bonus. Well, seeing like how I've seen it already, bonus. I saw it in the movie theaters in six days. I saw it five times. So I think that, yeah, honorary mention. Yeah, five. yeah. And then. No, I just feel like it should always have oh, a yeah. seat in the top five. Because like, it, see, if you get your top five, then you have your bonus. Exactly. Always, It's always Black Panther. Yes. So it might as well be always Black Panther and the Wiz. And then. Right. Whatever else. And all, all the other else come around. Yeah, because Black Panther, it, it broke ground. It was groundbreaking, and it showed, once again. And broke box office. Broke box office that we go see movies worldwide. Right. Our movies translate around the world, which I don't never understood how Hollywood would always be like, well, well, it, it won't sell uh, in foreign sales. And I'm like, but in Japan, they know hip-hop. Right. In, 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 in Europe, they know they know breakdancing. So if they know our culture, then they're gonna know everything we do. So why would our movies not translate? So so that, that's that's the other piece. So it's about the dollars too, because yes. they also show the power of the African American dollar. Like we spend like 1.2 trillion. Right. We are yes. the biggest consumers. Yeah, we're the biggest so, consumers. Yeah, and that money needs to be coming back into our community right. because that's the piece. We're big consumers, but our money doesn't. We don't actually spend it on yeah. our culture and community. So that's what Black Panther did because that yeah. whole film was, you know, black director, uh-huh. black producers, black writer. writers, yeah. costume designers. Costume design. She actors. won an Oscar for that. Right. right. Yeah. And so Oscar winning yeah. and nominated material. Yeah. And they actually uh, showed the amount of money that, that blacks spend and yeah. that, that we have that kind of power even, even in Hollywood. Like right. you do a film like that, you can make money yeah. with that. So let's talk about money. What about these reparations? Because we've been able to make it without even having our 40 okay. acres in the yeah, middle that, that we were supposed to get yeah. upon slavery. Now, like, and that was part of the deal yeah. with slavery. So it's, it's, it's 2020, so uh, elections are coming up. So the hot button topic of this one is should African Americans receive reparations, which is when, we, when slavery ended, we were promised 40 acres in the middle for every slave or every, yeah, every slave or every slave family who was now a freed African-American never got it. So, uh, and the, they, had a, they had a day at, con- they had a Congress, they had a reparations hearing. And before the hearing, uh, the Republican majority leader, Mitch McConnell, came out and said, 
the whitest statement ever. It, it, he, well, said, he said two things. He said he said he said the whitest statement in his overarching. He right. said, uh, "I don't think they should have reparations because none of us who are alive today had anything to do with slavery." Then he said, "Their reparations were that Obama was president." So <laughs> that that was. So he was the black that, people president, yeah, not that, the president yeah, of yeah, the United States yeah. of America. <laughs> you don't need. He's like to prove that you don't need reparations is because the proof is that you guys had a black president. So basically, it was before it was he's the president of the United States. Now it's you guys got your one, which right. was the forty fourth president. So that means Abraham between Abraham Lincoln, which was the president who ended slavery, right. and now. We wait all this time for for eight years of a president. Right. That's our reparation, right? So, and we had to vote. It's not like they uh, they gave yes. him the office. They say, well, you could maybe maybe you could have bought a little bit if you said, okay, we're going to give President Obama a third term. Yeah, because yeah. black people were slaves, and we owe them this, and this is their reparation. Yeah. <laughs> give him another so, term, so then he can give them a reparation. But we the other break, break down two pieces. Of that. The first part, I want to ask how you feel about him saying. Uh, none of us were, because that's always the 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 oh none of them the, were there. The establishment's right. uh, call. Well, we weren't there when that happened. Y'all should just get over it. So, how do you feel about him saying, you know, none of us were alive when slavery was 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 there, so they shouldn't get reparations for something? That I don't feel anything about it. That's what he said. I mean, what I can't, that, I mean, that's a silly statement. I don't have anything to say about that. It's like all I want to say is that what what's interesting though, and what they what keeps coming up is that when the First, the, they have a book called Black Fortunes, mm -hmm. and it's go. It tells about the first six African American black mm -hmm. uh, millionaires in the United States of America. Yeah. They all, like our grandfather, mm -hmm. came out of slavery. They were born slaves. Mm -hmm. They were born to a slave and a slave owner. They, right. they were born in slavery time. Right. And like our grandfather, they became entrepreneurs and they mm -hmm. developed a business. He became a developer in Denver and Rocky Mountains, building properties mm -hmm. for um, blacks and. Uh, black people in Colorado, right. but they became, they're the six first millionaires, the ones that cover in the book. And they were all entrepreneurs. Some were women yeah. and men. But it shows that without 40 acres in the mill and mm -hmm. without, and after coming out of slavery, they overcame and yeah. they became these millionaires. And then they show the story about how either the Klan or some yeah. kind of jealousy mm -hmm. uh, came and then are, are the Tulsa, Black right. Wall Street, yeah. they just dismantled their mm -hmm. whole wealth system so you can't continue to build on wealth. So right. first of all, you have 400 years of slavery where mm -hmm. you are free labor and, another, and another group is getting free labor. Yeah. So I'm in business. If I have free labor and yeah. I could all of my money was just coming to profits right. and money and no, yeah. no overhead, like that's, that's you stacking you up money. Yeah. So they're stacking up money for 400 years. And on the other side, the blacks are working for free, not getting anything. Then right. you come out of that and actually build your, um, your you, you, you build, build some of them become millionaires, yeah. like uh -huh. no less. Out of, and they're like, can yeah. you believe it? They were slaves and now they're richer than us and they right. have their whole community. They're, they're spending down. money in our community. They tear it down and dismantle yeah. it without still getting the 40 acres. Of I think some may have gotten it, but not yeah. all of them yeah. because they, the, the, the person that came after Abraham Lincoln, is the one, he right. got rid of it. And yeah. it was some timeline it was on like, it. Yeah. But anyway, to say that, now we're fast forward, and you just say that President Obama is their reparation, right. where that was hard work, that was all this other stuff, nothing mm -hmm. was given to him or yeah. to us to get to that. And, like you said, and it was a fight to get him elected, yeah. right. And that's what your old... And, and my, my, that, that's their whole thing. And my thing is, 
reparations is for admitting a wrongdoing. Right. Like re the reparations was not is not they always say reparations like it's just for black folk. Black people the the when the Japanese were put in internment camps during World War II, all of their family members or descendants got I believe ten thousand dollars. It was it was somewhere was like two billion dollars that was paid out right. to descendants of of uh, World War II internment camps. Uh, the Native Americans yeah, right. have been given or allowed to or built however it was set up. Giving tax back free, their land. Giving back their land. And then they've got another break. Right. Which are tax free, which they cannot mm -hmm. tax on because of how they stole their land and where they put them into reservations. Mm -hmm. Because Native Americans were put in the reservations and they were, they got the worst schools, they had the worst everything. So my thing is, you benefited from each one of these acts. Mm -hmm. You benefited from from the Japanese being in internment camps, and you know you put them at a disadvantage. You benefited from Native Americans taking their land, taking their resources, and putting them in reservations, and putting them at a disadvantage, like you said. Slavery for 400 years built this country and all of Europe. African Americans built, as we saw when right. we went to the African American Museum, built all of Europe and the commerce from anywhere outside of Africa. Mm -hmm. So to say that you don't, you did, you weren't, you weren't alive, no you weren't, but you benefited. Your family has benefited. But it's not the even about them not paying for it. It's about our just due. Exactly. That was written for us yes, to give it. So exactly. we're not That's even worried about your, yeah, your, it's not coming your, out of your, your pocket. Yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. if you weren't here. We're not even talking about you. Right. It's what's due to us. Exactly. It has nothing to do, how about it, it has nothing to do with you. It's yes. all about us. And yeah. so that's the piece that we're saying is that that, that part is like, even, I'm glad the guy rebuttaled it because yeah, it was just like. Ta-Nehisi yeah. Coates came out and said, uh, even though you weren't alive, you, your family benefited, and even though you weren't alive, there's a, there's a African American family member, like our grandmother, knows people who were slaves. So she saw the, this, the, the first generation of people who were Your grandmother, your daddy. Yeah, your I'm great, saying. His yeah, grandfather so, so, was yeah. the son of a so slave that, slave So that, that generation, right. our generation, one above us, knows people who were right. slaves who had just come out of slavery. So to say we weren't there is almost discounting the fact that there are people still alive right. who have memories of that. So that, that is, is, is almost is, is well, I, but Like I said, I, I, that's just like to sidetrack the argument. The main right. point is show us our money. Exactly. We want the reparations yes. and we owe, we do the reparations. We can definitely trace the reparations yeah. lineage because it's our great grandfather was a slave mm -hmm. and a slave owner right. born in slavery. Mm -hmm. It is documented. Yeah. And all this, you know, Ancestry.com, right. all of it's documented. Yeah. They wrote about the slaves because mm -hmm. they were property and they were getting, just like how you have supplies in your business and right. services, they wrote them down because they had insurance bonds on uh -huh. them, they had coverage. It's like, so we got records of who we were and who we are because yeah. they treated black people right. as if we were just property. Let, let me ask you But this. by law, they put in right. place the four naked exactly. It's not like we made that up. But it's just like fast forward to what that's equivalent to now. Yeah, that's exactly. kind of yeah. where the money that's is. Yeah. Like, that's a whole, yeah. And the whole point of dismantling Black Wall Street and dismantling all these millionaires' wealth mm -hmm. and then can coming up with Jim Oakland. Crow yeah. And all these other things they do every time blacks get to a certain level, they dismantle it, right. is to, to decrease the wealth so you don't right. have that power. It's about power and wealth. Yeah. So, yeah, they see if they get an influx of money to people who can trace their roots back to slavery, right. and you get an additional, they talk about if you get an additional $1,000 a year, right. $10,000, you get an additional like chunk of change, chance. Yeah. and we know what to do with it. Right. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because 
like like I said. That's powerful is what it, I'm saying. It, it definitely is. Every 20 years, this conversation, every 20 years or so it comes up, but then it disappears. So what do you think we can do differently now to make it where it actually stays on the forefront of the discussion, not when somebody becomes president, it disappears again for another 20 well, years? Well, this is the most momentum it's had. I mean, every candidate is talking about it and then have it they having a discussion on congressional mm -hmm. floor, and we're in the stage of the internet where information is just everywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there's going to be something out of this. You know, okay. it's like, and plus, African Americans are a different place. One, President Obama right. is elected. One, now we know our, our buying power and strength. Right. You know, one, then we see that black African-American women voting mm -hmm. in numbers and educated black women vote numbers change yeah. elections. Like, this is the moment in time where we finally figured it out. 150 years plus after slavery, it right. takes that kind of generation. Yeah. That's like, we're not going to even see a lot of changes in just the world mm -hmm. until our children's children. children because like they'll be separated Bible. where they won't have anybody else on the planet that ever knew slavery. Right. You know, right. like we were saying, our parents and our yeah. grandparents—they're still yeah. here. They still know. Though when that when our when they're the grandparents and parents and all those, mm -hmm. that'll be the time where you know, God willing, the playing field will be an even place because people will a lot of that stuff like when the Mitch McConnell, all those people, right. everybody's gone. gone. Yeah, and it'll be these people. Yeah. what they're gonna do with the world and yeah. what all this information and no barriers and no boundaries with the internet that right. they have. It's just, but this is, that's why this is the moment in time for us to change. And it's, I always tell everybody, it's our responsibility because it's our watch. Our parents, your parents are retired. Yeah. It's in our generation, yeah. you know, yours and mine, right. it's our watch. So whatever our kids have or don't have, it's on our shoulders yeah. because we are the, the, we are the parents and the leaders that are paving the way for what decisions that we make to better their lives. Yeah, that's why, that's why I said, and I was trying to impart on, that generation behind us who were like six in one hand and half dozen the other, that this last election was so important because old white men were scared. Old white men were like, this is the last chance They've we have. They've been scared. They've been scared, but this, they realized we 80. Right. <laughs> we're, this is the last chance we have to Im impact our will on this nation. Right. So 2020 is even more important because you can't, because every president in their second term makes lasting changes. Mm -hmm. You can make changes in your first term, but the, your second term, if you get a second term, that's where the generational right. changes come. But it's like the president and the Senate yes. is important. Yes, Because all that's yeah. game changing this all, time. But yeah, it's yeah. all, everything's up, but there, we have to, we have to mobilize, like you said, we have to realize our power and know that we have the power to vote, but it's not just voting for the president, it's voting for local, your congressman, your congressperson, uh, your, your mayor, your city council, it's all of that, and and being active like our parents were, mm -hmm. and like it was shown to us, and like you said, we have to have the the wherewithal to show it to our next generation because mm -hmm. that's our responsibility, right? You know, because this will change, and, right. and, and we can change America, like Obama said. Yes, we can. We can change it to how it should be, right? Not just the the premise and and some people one percent uh, getting all of all of the benefits of this great country, 90, the 97, 98%, 99% should at least have an opportunity to Because all we want is an that. opportunity. Because exactly. if you put us in a room with the opportunity, 
without Reverend Jesse Jackson said this, without all the obstacles, without mm -hmm. all the things, if you just put us in the room, we can achieve. Yes. I think people know that, mm -hmm. but we now that we know that, it's a different, it's a different yes. powerful place for us to be. But that is what we're, nobody's asking for, quote unquote, handouts. We're yes. like, just give us the room and the playing field. We can take care of, of the rest. Else. Yep. And like I always say, if you take care of African American women, African American, everybody else is taken care right. of because that, that's just how it's been even yeah. in slavery yes. black women were taking care of the families right. theirs and everybody else's so yes. that's what was powerful about looking at these last elections to see how when african-american women came out and voted in yes. record numbers how that changed yes. the whole the lay whole of the land yeah well this has been i've enjoyed always talking to my sister shonda scott what sibling rivalry the podcast trying to let them know where they can find and you I, on social media and i enjoy media. talking to us and then talking out and talking too, out because yes. you know i'm not always talking i talk out but to share right. in this way is kind of fun this to talk about yeah and it's platform. all about love it's all about us. love but tell them where they can find you on social media well they can find me on uh, instagram at shonda scott 360 worldwide mm -hmm. and then on twitter at shonda scott 360. and i am kente at, at contagious k-e-n-t-e G-I-O-U-S on all social media platforms. Matter of fact, just put Kente Scott in Google. I'm going to be the first one to come up. I'm going to be the only one to come up. It's a great thing by having a name like Kente and Scott. That's all me. That's what we're going to talk about next time, how we go to the grocery store all over the country. And they're like, don't I know your face? Were you in that movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you in Antoine Fisher? Yeah. Sir Parker? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> they be like, I know him from somewhere. Yeah. They'd be like, church? They'd be like, ah, nah, that's not it. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. It's hilarious. But like, I, like we always say, our show is what, Shonda? All about love. All about love. Subscribe to us. Follow us. Find us up. What's what Sibling Rivalry? The podcast on everything. Look for us. We need y'all. We're going. 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 We're